Well, uh, IP4 is a statewide constitutional amendment that would give the voters the right to vote before any tolls. That's road tolls or bridge tolls or any other sort of toll that might be proposed. Um, its origin actually comes from some work that was done pre-COVID. Uh, and since we have to gather about 200,000 signatures, clearly COVID wasn't the right period to do that. So we um, put IP4 together for the 2024 ballot. And uh, we, as, I, as I mentioned, we're gathering those uh, 200,000 signatures. It's in response to ODOT and, frankly, our state legislators as well that are so pro-trolling that I think they're blinded from the, uh, the impacts that this is going to have on local communities and uh, even regionally across Portland and, and across the state. The current tolling proposals are for uh, a small section of I-205 and uh, the Rose Quarter. Both of those areas are the only parts of main highways where there's three lanes that are condensed down to two lanes. And guess what? We have congestion at those two, those two points. Um, the solution is not to go tolling statewide. The solution is actually to put those third lanes in, and then we won't have trucks slowing down that can't get started because of hills or because of, you know, they've, they've been stopped up in traffic. Uh, the congestion will, uh, it, it probably won't go away because we have a lot of people driving on our highways, but it will be dramatically reduced. So the current tolling proposal is seriously flawed. It's also Frankly, it doesn't have commuter equity, as the mayor of uh, West Lynn, uh, Rory Vialostowski, has said. Uh, the folks that are traveling north-south to get to work or to, to get through our region would be paying tolls. But the people that are traveling east-west wouldn't be paying. And so it just doesn't make sense. Further, uh, ODOT has been uh, pretty much non-receptive to responding to the concerns of the general public, the local cities and counties and chambers of commerces, and so on in uh, the, the concerns that have been expressed related to diversion, the traffic that's trying to avoid the tolls that ends up on side streets that will clog up those side streets, make them uh, less safe for uh, pedestrians and bicycles and, and other drivers for that matter. Um, they are not being responsive in terms of how the toll rates are being established. Uh, these are going to be variable to the current proposal. Uh, these tolls will be variable pricing. Uh, there will never be a free lane or a free time of day to drive. You will be paying a toll when you go through. And um, ultimately, if, if you do the math, a working person making one trip could end up paying twelve or $1,300 a year just in tolls. Um, that is just not it's just not reasonable. ODOT is not out of money. Uh, they just received $1.4 trillion, that's T, trillion dollars from the Build Back uh, Better program from President Biden, and none of those dollars went into capacity or helping to address these problems. So do we have to address ODOT's long-term funding? Absolutely. We need to sit down at the table. We need to work through that. We need to develop a plan as we get more EVs and the gasoline tax revenues go down. We, we need to work with them uh, to, to develop a better plan. But we need to do that by working with them. And IP4 actually makes that happen because ODOT will have to come to the table with their proposals. And ideally, before they come to the table, before they come to the ballot box, they will pull community groups together and have conversations so that they can put something together that everybody has worked on and will likely get passed. Well, you said that extremely well, obviously, Dean. Thank you very much for, for laying that out. That's awesome. I guess it's a developing topic, if you will. I'm not talking about your petition per se, yeah, no, more no, of the concept of tolls. And you know, the reason we received a phone call from ODOT on Friday in the first place was to quote, correct um the you know make the record more correct in terms of what they want to do with this particular toll 
which would be no longer to widen I-205 to three lanes, um, take the Tualatin River Bridge aspect out of it. And this is according to ODOT only for the Abernathy Bridge improvement. You know, and, and, and I, w- I went back and forth for a variety of reasons. <laughs> for you, let me just say this, or let me just ask this. Let's just say IP4, um, you get enough signatures, it's on the ballot. Is it going to matter? Because we've seen petitions, we've seen things on the ballot that get approved sometimes overwhelmingly by the public that don't meet legal muster. So is it written to a point where it will have the correct uh, intended effect? Okay, so so there are two things you asked me there. Um, the ODOT has been a moving target on polling. Down in the I-205 area, they were going to add a third lane and do the Abernathy Bridge improvements, which they told us initially were funded outside of tolls, have been completely funded out of their budget already. And over the years, couple of years that we've been working on this, um, ODOT is now saying, well, the Abernathy Bridge is going to be tolled. Asterisk, the real reason for that is because they can toll that bridge. They can't toll highways but they can toll the Abernathy Bridge because it's a bridge because of different federal statutes. They don't have to comply the same when they're tolling a bridge as they do when they're tolling a highway. Uh, and of course, then today, now they're saying we won't get the third lane and we're only paying for the Abernathy Bridge. It's just a moving target. IP4 was written in conjunction with the Legislative Council. That's the people down in Salem, a dedicated group of of lawyers and whatever the rest of their titles are that write all of our state legislation. So these people know not just what the wording should be in IP4, but what does it impact mean on on the uh, uh, on the rest of uh, you know government policy? Are we covering two issues or one issue and all of those things that that I completely don't understand? But it has been through. It, we not only wrote it in conjunction with them, but it then went through um, uh, Senator Kenamore, for, former Senator Kenamore, um, had it reviewed again, and it has passed muster both times. IP4. Um, is simple and to the point. Um, and so I, I don't think there's any challenge that will, well, every bill is going to get, uh, every new piece of uh, legislation can get challenged. We can't stop that. But I think that it's it's focused and to the point to where those challenges um, uh, won't be a problem for us. There is nothing that can stop us from getting to the ballot except not gathering enough signatures. So it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what anybody's opinion is. We can get this on the ballot. Um, and uh, then then we have the right to vote. Puts it back in the citizens' hands. Perfect. Again, well said there, Dean. Dean Sirs with a spokesperson for IP4, author and co-petitioner. I'm Brett Recamp here on Beyond the Headlines on KXL. What about the money that's needed, quote unquote? We we need a lot of we need a lot of transportation uh, infrastructure improvements, not just for I two hundred five for those two bridges, but for the interstate bridge, which uh, could be a whole different topic in terms of tolls as we work with the state of Washington. But you mentioned that ODOT is maybe not out of money. Are are we floating hundreds of millions of dollars out, in not the correct way, perhaps on their side? In your opinion. Well, first off, um, I'm a driver, and most people outside of the core of the Portland metro area rely on their cars. They don't have public transportation that goes the right directions where they're going. Uh, we don't want to go downtown so that we can go to a town you know, two miles that's around the periphery somewhere. Um, I want good roads. I expect good roads. Uh, and it's not just capital construction, Brett. It's also the uh, operational expenses. You know, how do we keep the potholes filled and, and uh, you know, all those sorts of things that need to happen? 
The current gasoline tax, here's a, a tidbit for you. Oregon was a first state in the nation back in, I think, 1913 or 14 or something to collect a gasoline tax. I'm not sure why the big cities back east didn't collect first, but we did. Um, that gas tax is collected with a less than 1% collection overhead. All the administration of, of you know, getting that money from, from the gas pump back into Salem, less than 1%. Tolling overhead will be at least 30%. And if we follow our friends up in the state of Washington, they're seeing in some of their tolling collections up to 60% overhead just to collect the toll. So every $10 we put in the box, in the tolling box, um, you know, $4 of that is all it gets to the bottom line. It's creating another whole government bureaucracy and overhead just to collect the toll. So I would argue that's not a very efficient approach. I'm not suggesting that increasing the gasoline tax solves all of our problems because we've got electric vehicles that are coming on. In fact, there's been you know, the things the governor has moved us towards getting more and more electrified. So clearly the gas tax is not, uh, you know, raising the gas taxes is not a long-term solution. But the state is also looking at, and ODOT's been very vocal about saying they're going to collect a per mile tax. They call it a road use charge, RUC, RUC, that will charge us by mile no matter where you're driving. If you're driving down a dirt road, you're driving down you know, your driveway, um, they're going to charge you for, each, for that distance. And that will replace, well, ideally, it would replace the gas tax. What they're actually going to end up doing is putting it in parallel to the gas tax. So those of us still driving a gas vehicle will pay twice. Um, but collecting a road use charge is much, much more efficient than tolling. It might not be less than 1%. It might be 2 or 3% because somebody's going to have to inspect your, uh, uh, your odometer. And there are concerns with um, the road use charge in that depending how they check your, your mileage, if they're not just looking at your odometer, they're actually using all the newfangled electronics in cars that can GPS tell where you're driving. They might have access to that information. And that's another whole um, um, you know, pile of hay that, that we all need to work through together. It's fascinating. I had not heard that that it would be more expensive to collect this type of tax than other taxes, but I suppose that would make sense. Yeah, I, I want to make one other comment. Um, uh, Brett, you mentioned the uh, I-5 bridge, the Columbia uh, River Bridge and its replacement. Um, that is one of those places where tolling does make sense. But it makes sense to pay for the capital cost, the actual construction of the bridge, which is right now estimated at six to six and a half billion dollars with a B. Um, so tolling makes sense there, but it should not be part of the operational costs. Um, that would be tradition with what Oregon has done. We, uh, we uh, taxed once before the Columbia River Bridge and the Astoria Bridge, uh, and we took those tolls away once those bridges were paid for. There are a couple of bridges far east in the, in the uh, state where counties or ports are collecting tolls, um, and, and IP4, frankly, won't have any impact on that because those are, those are existing tolls. Yeah, I think maybe Bridge of the Gods might might still do that out, yeah, out in correct. the gorge. And then, you know, you talk about the specificity of I-205, which really impacts Clackamas County, Oregon City, Westland, Gladstone people unfairly, if you will, because uh, if you live in Beaverton and you happen to go over there once in a while, that's one thing. But if you live there, are tolls ever going to, because ODOT also talked about um, reaching a certain amount, and I was quoted $662 million um, for this one project. Is there any world where a toll gets installed and then gets removed, or is it there for life, do you think? In the old days, that's what used to happen. But these days, you can look across the United States, and the only thing that's certain about tolls 
is that they're, well, several things. One, they're never removed. They never go down. They always go up and they always expand. In the case of what ODOT is proposing, um, they're going to be tolling all lanes of the roadway. Uh, that means that there is no, it's, it's not like an it's exclusive high occupancy lane or a, or a um, express lane or any of that sort of thing. So if you don't want to pay the 4 or $5 for the toll, you can drive in the free lane and it might be a little slower. Um, this is going to toll all lanes. And for what it's worth, another thing that just befuddles me, by doing that, ODOT is no longer eligible for matching federal funds for the projects where they toll all lanes. It's just crazy. Um, it, it, um, uh, tolling, uh, the, the tolling is not going to be like what our grandparents used to do or what I did when I was young, cause I'm of that age where you'd throw a quarter in a bucket and, and, you know, drive through, but you'd have to slow down and stop and do that. This is all electronic. Um, so there'll be a sticker that goes on your car windshield and you drive under these sensors and anybody who's been on our road has seen those slow 45 mile an hour, you know, congestion ahead type, those little boxes that ODOT has up there. Every single one of those, they should put another sensor up there and they can tell when you drive under. I promise you, once tolling starts on, on uh, this small four, six mile section of uh, I-205, it's going to go all the way up 205 to the uh, Columbia River all the way down to Wilsonville, and the same thing is happening on I-5. So, so it's a misnomer to think this is just a 205 toll. Once I put the 205 toll in, traffic's going to divert to I-5. The I-5 people are going to suffer some more. Any um, state highway in the state can be tolled. I-84, 217, 26, 30, if you're farther south, Highway 22, Highway 99, which would be a bypass for I-5 and 205, 99E, or 99W going out into the wine country. Any place there's a hill or a river or a valley um, where there's really no alternate routes, a perfect place for ODOT to toll. Even Highway 43, which is kind of a metro area highway, or Highway 99E, right as you come into downtown. There's a section you go there kind of near the railroad yard. You don't have an alternative. ODOT could toll there because all they have to do is put another box on one of those little things that goes over the street. Wow. Yeah, and you could even add Powell Boulevard there if you wanted, and Barber, which is Absol which Absolutely. is 99W technically, right? And Beaverton Hillsdale yep. Highway, et cetera. Exactly. There will always be diversion. I mean, I'm, I'm like you, right? I, I want to save my money and be efficient. So I might decide to, to take a, a side street that's a county road or it's just a local city road. And so our roads, any any, any potential alternative route, people are going to jump onto. And that is, that's just... Matt, that's not solving the problem. That's making the problem worse. Okay. And th that part has been covered, uh, whether it's a, a penal type of attitude where you're, you are hoping, if you're ODOT, you're technically hoping people will get off the freeway. I don't know why, because the neighborhood streets being flooded, I think, would be a worse situation. You know, that type of mentality. But um, do you think... That there are other ways. Okay, so we, we know where you stand. We know where this is at. And we kind of know what um, public opinion is, generally speaking, not necessarily in favor of tolling. Do you think, since you've, you've worked with um, legislators and um, some people who are pretty smart and have studied this stuff, are there really ways to not toll and get everything done that we need to? Keep in mind, we are uh, in earthquake country here. And that is a real situation. You know, upgrading seismic is something if we don't do and the big one hits, you know, it could be devastating. But do you think that we can get everything done in the Portland metro area on our freeway system and continue in to improve without tolling? 
I would certainly like to talk with ODOT about that. I am not an expert in transportation. I'm a consumer of transportation, and I want my bridges to, to work. And if the earthquake, when the earthquake comes, we, we need to get all the safety vehicles and supplies across those, the, the few bridges uh, that will remain. Um, and we have to pay for that. And I don't mind, and I think most of the people I talk to know that we have to pay for roads. This is not uh, this is not a choice of if we vote no on tolls, then then we won't get taxed or, or have to pay for this some other way. I just think it needs to be a comprehensive plan. When people ask me, will I vote no on tolls? I said, I'll vote no on the current tolls because I don't like the way that's put together. But if they were tolling, for example, the entire Portland metro area, or at least the highways, and we had a, a program that said we're going to deal with diversions or, or because they're tolling the whole metro area instead of just these north-south routes, the tolling rates might be half or a third of what they're proposing. People wouldn't divert as much. I, I'd be willing to talk about that because that is solving a problem. But at the same time, we need to have accountability within ODOT. Where did that $1.4 trillion from Build Back Better go? None of it went into capital construction. So, and I know a lot of it went into operational and deferred maintenance, but, but we, need to, we need to have um, accountability uh, for all of our gov government resources, and, and ODOT being one of those. So um, uh, the, the, you know, that's a long answer to your question. Will we eventually get tolling? We will have tolling on the Columbia River uh, crossing or the, the interstate bridge replacement, as they're calling it now. Um, we will have tolling on that. Uh, and we, the citizens, will get an opportunity to vote on that. And I'm sure the citizens will support it. But we're going to ask the tough questions as we do that and make sure that that proposal is not only good for today to pay today's bills, but it has a strategic and a long term viability as well. You know, loosely related to this, one of the objections I get is, hey, we can't, and, and you mentioned this, Brett, um, we, we can't just ask the citizens to vote on everything, uh, and especially if it has to do with money. You know, there's an argument that says, yeah, they're just going to vote no. They're going to vote no. We don't want to pay any taxes. Um, that's why we have legislators. Uh, that's why we have executives in places like ODOT. They have to do the hard work and the figuring out of all of this. But on the other hand, they don't have unlimited budgets and they, and they do have accountability. And in this case, we need to force this accountability. We will never have the opportunity to intercede on tolls again. And that's why this is, this is interesting. In the state of Washington, they couldn't pass a measure like this because they've already got tolls. So we have this one-time opportunity to get in front of uh, the tolling train, if I may, uh, and have a voice and do this wisely. Maybe we set an example for the, you know, the third of the states in this country that don't have tolls to say, hey, we want to do our tolling when it comes smartly, too. Really fascinating. Um, Dean Sir, spokesperson of the IP4, author, co-petitioner. I'm guessing uh, pretty easy to get involved if, if somebody wants to do that. Before I let you go, you said you're not a transportation expert. You're a concerned citizen. You're a commuter. You're, you drive like so many other people. You know, I-205 and I-5 really pinch points still. Uh, they're doing something with 217, and whether that uh, works out or not, we'll see. But are we going to get anything done just in the basic transportation area? Or is it kind of like this project or nothing, do you think? Well, some projects are smaller and some are bigger. The primary goal of the uh, construction at the uh, Abernethy Bridge is to do seismic improvements. But in parallel with that, they're adding what they're doing on 217, those auxiliary lanes that help people get on and off the highway. What happened on the Abernethy Bridge, particularly going southbound, 
is that uh, it's a pinch point. So you're going three lanes to two, but it's also where cars, a lot of cars are merging on and merging off. And, and as you know, Oregonians don't merge very well. So everything slows down. And now you've got cars plus trucks at the bottom of the hill. They can't get back up to speed. So what they're doing with Abernethy Bridge with auxiliary lanes will help us incrementally. It's not going to solve uh, the whole problem. Um, I'm not a transportation guy, but I am a former semiconductor engineer. So I'm, I'm a bit ana- analytical at how I look at these things. And I know we can do better. And I know together we can do better. IP4 is an initiative petition. We need 200,000 signatures by June of next year. Sooner is better. Um, our website is votebeforetolls.org. You can download the petition there. If you want to gather more than you know, a half dozen or so uh, signatures, there's a button you can push there. We'll send you out stacks of petitions. Um, everybody needs to help us uh, get to the ballot. S- gathering signatures is the only thing that keeps us off the ballot. Nobody in Salem, nobody in ODOT can stop us. Uh, we just need your signatures. Registered Oregon voters.